Have you ever known anybody that's constantly being in trouble, but they bring it on their own selves? Maybe that person's even you. You know, what should be our response to people in their time of trouble? What should be our response? Even maybe those people have done us wrong. Because the reality is, we had all and have all done God wrong. In fact, the Bible teaches all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's nobody here. There's never been anybody other than Christ himself that has not sinned against God. And so, what was God's response to us when we had done him wrong? What's God's response to you when you have done God wrong? And what should we do for someone who's done us wrong when we find them in their time of trouble? I think there are three things that we can see from our text this morning as we consider Christ coming to this earth. Number one, God's answer to our mess was to come be with us. Matthew 1.23 said this, And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Isn't that an amazing thought that in our time of need, when we had done God wrong, when we had turned our back on God, when the world had sinned and gone its own way, God's response was to come be with us. It is so different than our response. Our response, we, you know, when somebody's done something wrong or we've been hurt or wounded, our response is to distance ourselves. A lot of times when we see somebody in their time of trouble, when we see somebody in their mess, our response is let them deal with it themselves. I remember one time um, when I was young and I had made a lot of bad decisions, uh, someone basically, they didn't basically, they told me these exact words, and I quote, you dug your own grave, now go lay in it. God's response was, I'm going to come and I'm going to be with you. God's ways are so much higher than our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. God is so different than we are. This morning, you need to understand that no matter what you have done, no matter where you are, no matter how much wrong you have created, no matter how long you've been running, you are not rejected by God. God has come to be with us. And God is still with us now. Jesus said it this way in Matthew 28, 20, speaking to his disciples. He said, I am with you always to the end of the age. God's answer to our trouble was to come be with us. I put this little sentence in my notes. There is power in presence. It's an important lesson for us. There's power in presence. When we think about what God came to give us, right? It wasn't wealth. It wasn't things. It wasn't stuff. It was literally himself. God with us. I just got back this week, uh, literally Friday night, with a team of 12 of us that were 
down in Juarez, Mexico, a big thank you to all of you who donated gifts to the kids that we were able to take. I think we delivered Christmas to close to 200 children. It was an awesome time. But one of the things that's often said by team members that travel, especially to the area in Juarez that we work in, we're done with the week, we're headed home, and one of the thoughts and one of the just honest confessions people make is it just feels like what we did was nothing. Feels like a drop in the bucket. When you see the vast need there, what are we really accomplishing? It feels like we're leaving and we did nothing. Listen, there is power in presence. And it's, we, we will never know, and you will never know, the difference you'll make in somebody's life just being with them. It is not the gifts that we bring that gives them hope. It is not the things that we do that gives them hope. It is not the way that we serve that gives hope. It is simply the fact that when nobody else was there, you were there. When everybody else said this is a hopeless cause, you cared enough to show up and say we will be there. There is power in presence. This morning, if you're personally struggling, if you are personally in just a difficult place in life, I pray the Holy Spirit will help you to see that what you really need in your life, more than things, more than God fixing this or fixing that, more than God changing a situation, what you really need more than anything is the presence of God in your life. Now, I know that God's everywhere, right? I know God never left. But what I mean by that is this. We need a consciousness that God is with us. That God's not hiding from us. God's not off somewhere letting us soak in our shame until we get our stuff together. And then He's willing to come and be with us. God is with us. And there is nothing that will truly change and transform your life like simply being with God. Number two. I see from our text that God's answer to our trouble was to provide a way out of it. In Matthew one twenty one, he says, You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. He didn't simply come just to be with us, but also to save us. God's answer to your mess and my mess was to save us out of it. Now, don't miss the, 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 the deep love in all of that, and the, the, don't forget where we started. The reason that he came was because we were in a mess. We had sinned against him. We had turned our backs on his law. We had turned our backs on his way. We had sinned against a holy God. We were in a mess. We were in danger of hellfire, we, we were guilty. God's answer to that was to come make a way for us out. He's the one we had done wrong. He's the one we'd sinned against. And I don't know that God thinks. He just knows. But it's as if God was up there thinking, how can I create a solution to help you out of your mess? I'm telling you again, brothers and sisters, God's ways are so much higher than ours. When we celebrate Christmas and we celebrate the coming of Jesus to this earth, 
we are celebrating a God who decided to make a way for us when there was no way. Who looked at the mess we were in and realized we couldn't get ourselves out of it. But God said, I'm going to make a way. I'm going to devise a plan for you out of this mess that you're in. Jesus came to save his people. Notice what he saves us from. This is an important truth. From their sins. Do you know that's really what we need saved from? We don't need, and I was reminded this this week as we were, we were there and meditating on God. What's the purpose? We do a lot of great things here at the well to try to minister to people. We've got a group of people right now out on the cold, nearly zero degree streets of Wichita ministering to the homeless and feeding the homeless this morning while we're having church. We got a great group of people that went down and served in, in Juarez and hundreds of you that gave gifts. So don't misunderstand what I'm saying, but listen to me. Jesus did not come to save anybody out of poverty. He came to save us out of our sins. Jesus didn't shed his blood so people could become wealthy. Jesus shed his blood so that we could be brought out of our sins and come into right standing with God. What we need saved from, we need saved from our own sins. It's such an amazing thought. To me, it's ironic that our sins are against him, and he came to save us from it. I mean, it's just, I, I cannot overexpress how much God loves his creation, how much God loves people, how much God loves you, and that when you were in a mess and I was in a mess, God came to be with us and ultimately to save us. What trouble were we in? What trouble do we need saved from? Great trouble. We stand guilty before a holy God. Deserving of death. And it was for this reason that Christ died to pay our debt. Jesus died to die our death. To cancel the debt of our sins. This is why the baby was born. This is why Christ came. This is why the gift was given. God's answer to your sins was to make a way out. And this morning we celebrate that the way has been provided. Jesus said it as clear as could be said in John 14, 6. He simply said this, I am the way. Jesus is the way, folks. He's the way in that there's no other way for our sins to be dealt with. There's no other way for us to come into right standing with God other than to place our faith in the finished and final work of the cross. There is no other way for anybody to get to God like it was, it was said earlier. We, we don't get to God. God comes to us. It's not that we decided to be with Him it's that God said, I'm going to be with you. And we, we, God can do this and we can come into right standing with God only because of the blood of Jesus Christ. So in that capacity, he is the way. He is also the way in the capacity of who are we to follow? Who are we to believe? Who are we to obey? Who are we to uh, let be our example and the answer is Jesus. In fact, this actual verse here in John 14, 6, 
Jesus is talking to his disciples, and they're like, you know, how do we get to where you are? How do we get to heaven? You're going to go be with the Father. Show us the way. And this, this was Jesus' response. I am the way. Believe in me. Follow me. There is no other way. Jesus isn't just the best way of many ways. He's not the top one of the only three. Jesus is the only one. He is the only way. There is no way to the Father except through him. God's answer to your sins. God's answer to your mess, your trouble. God's answer to my sins, my mess, my trouble. It was to provide a way out. Number three this morning, what was God's response to our mess? God's answer was to love us. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world. I'm going to insert some things there. For God so loved the world that it turned its back on him. That he gave his only son. For God so loved the world. Which was filled with sinners. That he gave his son for them. For God so loved the world. No matter how wrong we had done. No matter how much we had sinned. No matter how far we had gone. No matter how we had turned our back on God. He loved us this morning you need to know God loves you and God's answer to your mess is to love you I will never ever ever forget the moment I broke the moment the, the day that I got saved it was just that simple truth that God loved me and I knew I, I was unlovable I didn't deserve to be loved and there was just this sense of I knew that God loved me and I was so broken that God could love somebody like me. But here's the reality. God loves the whole world. This morning, in conclusion, to the lost, if you're here this morning, you're not right with God. You're not saved. You know, maybe you are right with God and you're, 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 you're not right. You're saved, but you're not right with God. You're kind of wandering. This is God's answer to your need. You need to know that God's answer, God's answer to you is he wants to be with you. God's answer to you is that he has made a way out. God's answer to you is that he loves you. The Bible teaches us that the devil is a liar. In fact, it says he's the father of lies and that nothing, pretty much nothing comes out of his mouth that's not a lie in one way or the other. That's what it says in John chapter 8. You know, the devil wants you to think that because you've done wrong, because you've done this, because you've done that, that you, that, that, that you should be so ashamed and that God doesn't want anything to do with you. God doesn't want to be with you. God doesn't want to be around you. What are you even doing here this morning? That's what the enemy wants you to think. But listen to me, the enemy's a liar. God came to be with us because of our mess. That's why he came. He didn't look down on the earth and think, wow, they finally got it all together. I feel like I want to be with these folks. We were a mess. And in that mess, God said, I will come to be with you. And this morning, if you're wandering, 
This morning, if you're lost, you need to understand that your Creator loves you with a perfect love. And we see in the giving of God's Son, we see as we celebrate Christmas and the birth of Christ, that God wants to be with you. And to the saved, Christ says, follow me. Right? Follow me. Could ask, do we have a final song maybe to just kind of close out before we all head to our Christmas parties? I'll go ahead and ask our, our music team if you guys want to get in place. I want to speak to the church this morning, and I want to remind us of some things that really we know, but I think sometimes we might not do a great job of. Jesus said, follow me. So I ask you the question, what is your response to the people who have done you wrong? Isn't it amazing how we tend to justify maybe tough love? And I'm not going to say there's never a time and place for it, but understand something. The tough love of God, the wrath of God, eternity in hell is always the last resort. God's first option is always grace, always mercy. And we as God's people, right, we need to follow the example of Jesus. We need to recognize there are people in our life, they just need us to be there, be present. Walk with them through their struggles. Walk with them through their time of pain and sorrow. Be with them. Even so you've been done wrong. Yet what what God do with you when you did him wrong? What was God's attitude towards you when you did him wrong? Well, the answer was to die in your place. Yeah, Jesus said, take up your cross. and Come follow me. Jesus made a way out for us. He made a way. We had no way out. We were hopeless. No plans, no power, no way to fix the mess we were in. God said, I'll I'll, I'll make a plan for you. I'll figure it out for you. And again, Jesus says, hey, follow me. Follow me, sons. Follow me, daughters. Follow me, child of God. So we need to have this attitude like, how can we help people out of where they're at? How can we create a way? So what if they've done you wrong? So what if you've been hurt? So what if you've been wounded? And in our time of mess, God loved us. I mean, true, sincere love of people that had turned his back on him. He loved us and he gave us his son. Jesus says, follow me. I want to challenge us, brothers and sisters. I want to challenge us to be merciful and gracious and be people that are givers and people that love people and people that help find a way to help people out of their time of trouble. Let us worship God for what He's done for us. Let's be so grateful that in my time of need, God loved me. God made a way out. God came to be with me. That I can't help but find a way to do it for others.